This talk was recorded by Canvas Outreach Minneapolis, the College Ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church, as a part of the 2021 Summer Training Project. For more information on Summer Training Project or Canvas Outreach Minneapolis, visit cominneapolis.org. We're going to get right into it and talk about politics here uh, and what the Bible does not say about politics. So I'm not here to tell you uh, what to believe or uh, not to believe. I'm simply just here to, yeah, you'll see why. Uh, but the first thing I want to bring up is a quote from Stephen Lee. He's uh, the head pastor of Bethlehem Baptist Church on the North Campus. Um, and a quote that he said um, kind of right at the peak um, of COVID and just everything that um, was going on this past year, he said that as Christians we have more in common, this is a paraphrase, as Christians we have more in common um, with our brothers and sisters in Christ um, who may side differently on the uh, political spectrum than we do, than we do um, someone who has uh, the same political beliefs as us but is not a follower in Christ. So that, that means that my um, you know, uh, cousin who is a believer but may not see uh, the same um, political ideologies as me. I'm closer to her because of our relationship in Christ than because of our political um, alliances and I think that is really crucial in such a divided and polarized time uh, to remember that. Um, the next is a quote. Uh, yeah, there it is. So this is from uh, Gable Price and Friends, one of my favorite bands. If you guys were at uh, the Chapel Church, it's the one uh, song that Sam and um, Josh did a couple weeks ago, Repentance. So this is a different song by them, and it says, Will I really find a Savior on the side of a party line? Um, and kind of breaking that down, if God um, is our Savior, which we believe, and our creator of the universe, do we really think that he can fit into a political box that we as fallible humans um, have created? And in my opinion, uh, that there's no shot, that, you know, it's not possible for God, uh, the creator of the universe, to perfectly align within something that has been created by uh, simple humans. Um, so here are some um, stereotypes that John Mark Comer, who uh, we've been using um, his book and some of his sermons as the base of our um, personal worship talks here. Um, a, uh, I don't even need to say like far right, but just a right um, ring or uh, Republican view that a lot of people have, and he joked a lot of people down in the South. Um, he's from Portland, um, but he was saying a lot of people in the South have this view on the Bible. They say, the Bible says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Um, and what John Mark Comer points out that that misses is um, us wrestling with the Bible and interpreting it and understanding that um, going from Greek to English is you know extremely difficult, um, and there is no... Uh, there is no wrestling with the Bible in that mindset of, oh, the Bible says A, B, C, therefore I need to live my life exactly as A, B, C. Um, and then the flip side of that, um, the left side would say that it is a human document that is you know, outdated and full of errors. Um, and that is uh, negating um, the authority that we believe that the Bible still has. Um, in a pastor named John Collins um, put it that more and more Christians today are moving to what he calls post-Bible Christians, where they say that they still have faith in uh, God, the Creator, um, and in Jesus, but they you know, say the Bible is, is not for them. It's, they don't need to read it. They don't need to study it. 
Um, they don't need to wrestle with it because it's not uh, relevant anymore today. Um, and John Mark Homer um, says, to, in his mind, that is simply just a layover to post-Christian. Um, he said he's had plenty of experiences um, within yeah, his pastoral position that people who uh, start to neglect and negate the Bible very soon uh, will just trickle into being a post-Christian. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just want to point out that it still has authority today, and we're kind of going to um, get into that. Um, and, um, yeah, the last thing that he said, and I'll leave on that, is, again, we are, we have never, everyone in this room, I can already tell you guys different political alliances, but the biggest thing that we need to remember is we are united in Christ, and that that is, first and foremost, our relationship um, as sons and daughters of Christ, not uh, who we voted for um, and where we stand on different political issues. Um, and we need to understand that at times there are things in the Bible that will make both sides unhappy when we are viewing it strictly from our political lens and not from um, a scripture-based lens. So next, uh, we're going to talk about what the Bible is, what it is though, um, and it is scripture. Um, sacred writings from God is basically what scripture uh, is, uh, the Christianity definition of that. Um, and a great verse for that is 2 Timothy 3.16, for all scripture is breathed out by God uh, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Um, and so obviously all those things um, are very good if we are utilizing scripture uh, for teaching, uh, learning from it, for reproof, which is like a criticism of a fault. And so correcting our sins, correcting areas where we may have made mistakes. Um, and then similar for correction and for training in righteousness. Um, so, yeah, my next point um, is going to be based off of another Gable Price song. You guys should follow them, like them, subscribe, buy the merch, listen to their music. They're awesome. Uh, they did not pay me to say any of this, though. So, um, yeah, here it is. So I'm just going to read through this. I will not sing it to you, and then I will pause throughout um, and talk about it. But this is from one of their songs called Heretic. So um, pretty good stuff there. So it starts with, you are the empire, the promised land beneath my feet, the contrast that offends my firm theology. Um, and so this is, again, getting to what John Mark Homer says, um, how we need to have a right interpretation of the Bible and practice it to the heart so that we can't just read it at face value and say, all right, this is what it says, this is what it is. We need to interpret it and understand that our theology may be wrong at times and that we need to, it's you know a constant growth um, in our relationships and in our uh, faith in Christ. And so, um, yeah, understanding that our theology can be wrong and that um, sometimes the Bible will uh, contradict when we reinterpret it, uh, what our initial belief is. Um, we try to figure ways in the boxes humans made. And this is, again, what I was um, getting at with the politics. We, you know, here's Jesus. Now let's fit him into, oh, he would definitely back this uh, political candidate. No, he would definitely back this political political candidate, and you know that it's just not uh, not something that we um, should do or even can do because um, again we are sinful and uh, the structures that we have set up in a society um, do not comprehend uh, the greatness and the holiness of God and of Jesus. Um, so either you're a heretic or you're the son of God, and so that was uh, kind of referring to Jesus and the now. 
uh, they switch like pointing to the disciples um, who are the ones who you know wrote the gospels and it says you are the relapse of quiet streams and greener paths the footnotes of ancient words our language lacks and so that's again getting to um, we are reading um, the bible Stephen also says if you um, don't know greek you're basically already a second-hand interpreter of the bible um, and i don't know if i do not know greek does anyone here fluent in Greek? Didn't think so. Um, so we're already trusting other people's interpretations of um, the Bible, and we just need to understand that uh, there will be um, you know, there will be gaps along the way when um, reading so many different uh, translations, and um, yeah, it's just our, our English language is not perfect with uh, the Greek and Hebrew that the Bible was originally written in. Um, so we could scribble out the notes in the books that your friends wrote because either everyone's a heretic or they've heard the voice of God. And so that's just saying like we could neglect, um, again, what post-Bible Christians are saying. We could scribble out these notes in the books that your friends wrote and say that this doesn't matter anymore. Or we could trust that they have heard the voice of God and that all scripture is breathed out and therefore um, profitable for teaching, etc. Um, so offend my mind so that I can know you more and break my heart so it looks more like yours. Um, and again, just uh, John Mark Homer points to how when we read the Bible, we need to use it as a uh, formative thing that shapes us into the image of Jesus. Um, so ultimately, the Bible is Jesus. I know it's the stereotypical Sunday school answer, but the Bible, uh, Old Testament to New Testament, points to Jesus. Um, and yeah, there's a clip that I wanted to show from Dunkirk because um, I like that movie. Um, and I'll kind of just explain the story and why I wanted to show it and how, um, uh, yeah. So I was actually driving the car uh, last summer. I was just thinking, my mind wanders, as I'm sure many of yours do. And I was thinking about this movie thing, this movie scene, and I literally ended up like just bawling as I was driving down Lexington um, from my parents' house towards Bethel to go to work. And I um, like realize like how cool it was. Um, I don't know if any of you, hopefully some of you have seen the movie, but what it is is World War II, um, Dunkirk was a beach um, in France, and there was a bunch of British soldiers, like 20,000 of them, that were stranded on the beach, um, and they had no way of getting off of the beach to go back uh, to Britain because the, uh, the sea, the, is it the English Channel? Is that what it is, Peter? That they're yes. trying to cross. Yeah, that, that was perfect. Um, to get back to England, the English Channel, um, there was uh, German planes that were flying overhead um, and German submarines that were sinking all military ships that were trying to get um, these soldiers. So they were just stuck on the on the coastline, uh, basically waiting their impending doom as the British or the German army crept closer and closer and closer to the beach where they would be sitting ducks. Um, and the Royal Air Force um, was. Uh, stripped pretty thin and they had three planes that were uh, stuck flying overhead um, protecting the beach from um, these German planes that were flying and just picking off the soldiers on the beach uh, one by one. Um, and one of the planes was shot down, another one uh, went back because it was running out of fuel um, and then the leader of those three planes decided to stay out there um, and actually ran out of fuel in the scene that we were going to show is him just like quietly coasting and it's pretty eerie to like see a plane that is making no noise as it um, the engine is shut off and it's just coasting off of the momentum that it has um, and you can see that the captain who was trying to 
um, bring these military ships in to get his soldiers off of the beach has this kind of like grim look on his face of, oh, there's you know another one who's going to inevitably crash and not make it, and we're all um, you know going to end up dying here pretty soon. Um, and then right after that plane flies over, uh, they start to hear the engine of a German plane um, dive bombing down on them, and you can just see the the captain closes his eyes and he just waits his impending doom. Um, and you see all the soldiers huddled together and just, you know, are, are praying and hoping that they are not the ones, the unlucky ones who get hit. Um, and you hear the gunfire and then a plane drops into the ocean um, and everyone starts cheering and you see the plane that had run out of fuel, he had looped back around silently and had um, shot down the enemy plane before it could take out um, his soldiers. And so that sacrifice that he made, he chose to stay in the air um, to help protect the lives of these 20,000 soldiers. Um, and in my mind, um, what I thought of is like how amazing, how awesome that was, that scene moved me to tears. And then as I thought more and more of it, I was like, Jesus is that fighter pilot and he saved a beach full of all of mankind. Um, and yeah, that was the analogy that I wanted to use there. Um, and just to remind us that when we read the scriptures, when we read the Bible, it is to point us to Jesus and to constantly every day be reminding us of that sacrifice. Um, that Jesus' life was for us. Um, so why do we read the Bible? That's kind of the transition into that. Um, and you can go to the... Uh, yeah, next slide. Uh, a love for ancient literature. Again, no one here knew Greek. Um, can anyone here say that they are uh, in love and a theme for reading uh, words that are thousands of years old? I don't think so. Um, if you are, good for you. Um, but what it really is for is the apprenticeship under Jesus, to build an apprenticeship um, under uh, him. And so a quote uh, from a guy named Andrew Wilson um, that I thought was really cool is, I don't trust in Jesus because I trust the Bible. I trust the Bible because I trust in Jesus. Um, and just ultimately saying that this, it is Jesus first, um, and then we use and we read and we grapple and study the Bible because it points us more uh, to be more like Jesus. Um, and yeah, he uh, ended uh, a longer quote that included that first one by saying, um, I will believe the Bible because Jesus believed it and I love Jesus, and I will believe it even if my questions sometimes remain unanswered, and even if my answers remain unpopular. Um, and I think um, that is really cool uh, for us in a time where uh, so many views and backings that Christianity may have are seen unpopular. And yeah, as I hope you can see through that video, um, Jesus is connected in all of the scriptures. We can see uh, Jesus by reading the Old Testament. We can obviously see Jesus by reading the Gospels and past that. Um, and that uh, the scriptures are not outdated. Um, even though they are old, they are still very uh, relevant today and um, can help us become uh, more like him. Um, and I think, yeah, that's just really cool to see um, all those stories, everyone from... Um, Adam in the beginning, to King David, um, to Ruth, and um, everyone that was listed, and I'm sure even more that weren't included, uh, point us to Jesus, and that is why um, we should be reading the Bible um, to, yeah, to get to know Jesus more. Um, so you can go to the next one. Um, and our last point here is how. So a very simple how is to read, um, and I think we all can do that. Um, as college students, uh, but what I want to uh, iterate is that there is no like quote right way or one way to read the Bible. Um, 
There are different um, translations that can be helpful at different times or for different people. Um, I actually recently got um, an NLT Bible. It was Bethel's graduation gift to everyone. Um, Travis loves it. Um, and it actually was like super helpful to me. And at first, like I'll admit, like in my heart, I was like, am I like lesser or not good enough because this isn't ESV or King James? Like, is this something that I can read? Um, and no, I had, I had a conversation with Reed and he said he um, thinks there is value um, in different translations. And for me, um, I'm not a huge intellectual and there are times where I'll read a passage in the ESV and I'm like, what the heck did that just say? Like, I have no idea what is going on. And then I read it in the NLT in the way that they uh, paraphrase it um, and translate the words differently and say, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Um, yeah, I challenge you guys to uh, be willing to read uh, different versions of the Bible if that helps you and then um, understanding that there are uh, different ways like right now obviously the inductive the inductive is one that we're pushing um, uh, here at project but that doesn't mean that when we go back home every morning you need to wake up at 7 a.m. and find a roommate or someone um, and you know do a verse by verse um, reading of a book you can simply start uh, at a random page or start in Genesis or start in Leviticus or uh, Lamentations is Leviticus. We've got some fans there for the laws um, and just read um, and, and do that in so many different ways. Um, whatever, um, there's a quote, um, whatever makes you happy and holy in Jesus is how you should read the Bible. That was from uh, Nick Whitehead then said to me by Taylor Lindahl and now quoted by me, Jonathan. <laughs> Yeah, just keep the, keep the train going. Um, whatever uh, makes you happy and holy in Jesus is how you should read the Bible and how you should study the Bible. Um, Ethan, on um, Wednesday, I believe that was, uh, did a great job of showing all those different diagrams. And like he kind of iterated, you know, different diagrams are helpful for different people at different times. It's very similar with reading the Bible. There are times where we should do uh, deep, in-depth studies, um, like the inductive or the Swedish method is another one that's pretty popular. And then there are times where we should just read it um, and reflect. And so that is actually what we are going to do today. Um, this is a, a method that we would do uh, often with my RA team called the, I can say it right, Lectio Divina. Um, and is there, yeah, you can pop a couple of those up. Um, so you read through the passage out loud, um, which I will do for you guys. And then you pause and just reflect on it. And then um, you'll read it again. Um, and the big thing that it uh, like highlights is to listen with the ear of the heart. Um, so it's kind of removing uh, the intellectual um, side of it and just letting the spirit rest um, on you and say what one or two words or phrases from this passage stuck out to you. Um, and you guys can jot down um, those phrases if you want. Um, otherwise, um, yeah, just listen with the ear of the heart um, as I read this to you. Um, so it is Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Then Jesus, led up by the Spirit uh, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And the devil took him to the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. 
Then Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to them, All of these I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, the angels came and were ministering to him. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands you will they will bear you up unless you strike your foot against a stone. Then Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All of these things I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him, and only him you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. And so yeah, that is just one uh, very simple way, and I think um, we did it in a group here, but I think there can be a lot of power to do it with just one or two other people or even by yourself. Um, and to take an even longer passage, like a longer psalm um, or a chapter of Isaiah and just read through it and then think, all right, what uh, stuck out to me during that time? Just a few things and not go verse by verse, um, but just let the Spirit really work uh, through, uh, through the Scriptures. Um, <coughs> yeah, our last reflection point here, just two questions for you. Uh, and you guys can write about it for a bit. Um, but where do you wrestle with the Bible the most? And so what I kind of mean by that um, is what are areas in the Bible that you're like, I don't know if I agree with this, if this is something that um, affirms my theology or if this is something that I actually believe is relevant today. So be honest with yourself and just say what are areas of Scripture that um, I may wrestle with? And then um, what type of Scripture reading do you connect with the most? Um, and yeah, really just think to yourself what are ways that you can uh, worship and grow closer to Jesus through um, reading. And maybe for you that is um, really getting into it um, intellectually, or it could be um, very simply just reading um, a couple chapters every morning. Um, Thank you for listening to this message from the 2021 Summer Training Project hosted by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the College Ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church. Please feel free to share this message with others, but please don't charge, edit, or alter the content in any way without the written permission of Campus Outreach Minneapolis.